Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, February 28th. Sirens are blaring. We've got a monster show for you to wrap up the month of February. A great guest. You guys know I'm obsessed with the Chicago Bears. Number one overall pick situation. They have the pick, but they've got a quarterback. What do you do? So I ask the immortal Rob G, find me a guy. Who could talk Bears? What do you think he did? He turned up a guy who was in the Bears front office for over a decade. I think he was the director of scouting, Greg Gabriel. He now has a podcast because everybody has a podcast. And he gives great insight into what the Bears may or may not do. Let's just say we disagree. Okay, Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, He has a lot of relationships around the league and you can hear that. If you're into the breadcrumbs, just listen closely to players, GMs, his knowledge, and you could pick up some interesting stuff. I'll leave it at that. Before we get to Greg, we've got to start with the NBA. It was a massive night in the association. I should be leading with my Knicks winning their sixth straight, taking down the Celtics in the Garden. Monster game for my guy, Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson rejecting Jason Tatum at the rim. No soup for you! Does anybody say that anymore? It was an awesome performance by the Knicks. Wire-to-wire win impressive, and now they are the number five seed in the East, Knicks on a collision course with the Cavs, and I can hear you guys screaming, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not talking about LeBron? And I don't want to put too much of a Debbie Downer on the pod, guys. LeBron's going to be out a few weeks. The right foot injury he suffered against the Mavs, 
the one he was limping in the tunnel with after the game, sounds serious. Now, I've seen various reports it might be a plantar fasciitis flare-up. By the way, as I'm getting older, I know a bunch of people with plantar, and apparently it sucks, including the wife. Um, Doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound fun at all. Now, when you're a high-level athlete like LeBron, and it might be more than plantar, it ain't good. Bottom line, Lakers, it's like they can't have nice things. It's almost as if LeBron's trip to L.A. after he left Cleveland has just been riddled with hurdles. And guys, I don't know if you feel this way sometimes in life, but I certainly do. Every single time a lot of things come together and you're cruising, the big guy upstairs just throws you a curveball and you're like, what the hell? Why do I have to deal with this crap now? This happens to me so freaking often. I have had weeks, I don't even know, maybe a month, where it was just like, this is amazing. Life is perfect. This is awesome. And then it, nothing lasts forever. It always comes to an end. And just as the Lakers fans are like, holy cow, we've got something. Jared Vanderbilt, baby. We've won four or five. We're coming for that uh, six seed so we don't have to be in the play-in. It's looking good. That 27-point comeback, down 27 against the Mavs. I saw a stat that teams that were down 27 points were something like 100. And, they had lost 138 straight games. And then the Lakers came back from down 27 and beat the Mavs on the road. And Laker fans are geeked. And there it is like a little, like 24 hours later. Oh, LeBron's going to be out several weeks. Well, guess what? There's barely several weeks left in the in the freaking season. And that's just a crippling blow for the Lakers. By the way, if you have looked at the schedule, if you're a TV executive listening to this podcast, you are just crushed. Tonight, Lakers at the Grizz. You know there's going to be like a black cloud hovering over the Lakers. Jeez, going to Memphis. Remember the last time they met? Oh, yeah. You remember the last time they met in L.A.? Got heated. John Moran loves to run his mouth. Now they're going to be at home. Lakers wounded. National TV game. I'm not, I have no money on this game. I will not be betting on a, a, a late February NBA game. Sorry, guys. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't shock me if the Lakers came out flat and shell-shocked and Memphis put it on them. Then they got a back-to-back in OKC. That's not on TV, obviously. Then they got Minnesota, who they need to beat to pass, right? You need to act, eventually catch and pass the Timberwolves. Then they're home against Golden State this Sunday. Uh, hello. I inquired about tickets to Warriors Lakers like months ago. Then Curry got hurt. I was like, ooh, I don't know. Is he going to be back in time? Now LeBron's out. I was like, what? I'm not- <laughs> Good thing I didn't try to get tickets to that. Then they got Memphis again. Toronto, Knicks, Four, uh, no, I'm sorry, one, two, three, five of those seven next games are TV games. TV executives just thrilled. LeBron's out. And hopefully Lakers get D'Angelo Russell back. But again, you look at the seasons that LeBron has had and he can't stay healthy. First year, the Lonzo Ball year, didn't quite pan out. But he didn't get AD. There was the Luke Walton stuff. The, are they going to trade everybody for AD? The Pelicans held off. Lakers eventually get AD, win the title. In the bubble, some bozos want to put an asterisk by it. Totally disagree. If anything, it was harder. I went at it with uh, with Mitch Lawrence, who was on the pod maybe last month, possibly this month. I, I've forgotten about it. We disagreed, obviously. I think the bubble title is extremely hard, especially on these young guys. You know, me, an older dude, I'm, I'm, I'm okay in solitude. Not quite Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat solitude, but like if I didn't have to force my kids to eat 
food and um, go to bed and brush their teeth and all that stuff and walk the dog, I think it would be a little easier for me to focus on basketball. Um, that being said, a lot of these young guys are in their 20s. Life's just a little bit easier. And it's, it's kind of tough for them to get away from being around people all the time, being social, enjoying, you know, being a 25-year-old NBA player with a lot of money and w- women throwing themselves at you. Like, that's got to be tough for them. Anyways, Lakers thrived, won the title. The following year is the interesting one. The Suns were the number two seed in the West. Lakers were up 2-1 to one on them. Remember Anthony Davis, LeBron James laughing at Jay Crowder when they were up 2-1. Then AD gets hurt in game four. And it was all downhill. They did not win another game in the series. Suns go to the finals, lose to the Bucks. Giannis gets his first chip. I mean, I, I don't even want to do a what might have been if Anthony Davis did not get hurt in that series. I think the, I think anybody who was watching the first three three games knows the Lakers win that series. Oh, that one hurt. By the way, that was also the year that the Bucks were getting. I think that was the year. Yeah, the Bucks were getting smoked by the Nets. Remember, uh, first two games, I think the Nets won by like a combined thirty, and then Kyrie gets hurt. I think in Game Four. And it was Kevin Durant against the world, the one inch on the three-point line, and then they ended up losing. So that that should have been a Nets-Lakers. That should have been a Durant-LeBron finals. That would have been really good. Instead, we got Suns-Bucks. It was, it was a good series. I don't remember a ton of it. And then, of course, last year, the injuries, they win 33 games. Russell Westbrook disaster. Now they make a trade, and they were maybe going to get back in the mix. Folks, they're not making the playoffs. There's a play-in team. I told you this before the LeBron injury. If they get in, they're getting smoked by Denver. Denver is good. Nobody wants to believe it. I'm going to have to break out my 1980s throwback Denver Nuggets hat. And it's a sick hat. I just, I don't see how this team without LeBron can tread water long enough to even get in the play-in. It's disappointing, man. Really does stink for Lakers fans. This is another postseason without LeBron. And I should add, um, as I don't need to go further into the Lakers, right? We, we know they're toast. Like, and if they get smacked around by Memphis tonight, which it's a good chance they might. I, I don't want to say the team quits, but again, you've got so many new parts. You're going to have now four new starters with LeBron out in the last like four weeks. I don't even know what's up with D'Angelo Russell. Is he going to be back? Uh, by the way, elsewhere in the league, I just need to point out LaMelo Ball fractured ankle his season over. Obviously, Hornets fans are not happy. I'll say this. It helps their chances to make a run at Wembenyama. You want to finish, I think it's in the top four. They they end up beating the Pistons without with Melo injured. James Wiseman showed out 23-7 and seven for the Pistons in a losing cause. Finally getting minutes, but they're losing. Um, I, I just want to quickly, before we get to Greg Gabriel, I guess, quickly drill down ever so briefly on the Sixers. If you listen to the Monday podcast, I I know I saw your reaction, guys, on the tweets and the DMs on IG. Jason, you're crazy. Embiid's not going anywhere. Stop with this. Come on. This is nonsense. Jimmy Butler goes into Philly, 23-11-9. Bam Adebayo blocks Embiid's shot attempt in the waning seconds. Sixers lose another close one. This is a developing situation in Philadelphia. I, I, I'm willing to take it a step further. Quinn Snyder is now the coach of the Hawks. We know he's a good coach. We saw him in Utah. Very good coach. Listen, obviously, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they, they had a ceiling. 
I don't know that they can get to the finals, but I'm telling you right now, this is a Hawks team that will not fear the Sixers in any way, shape, or form. DeJounta Murray and Trey Young, if they can get the sixth seed. Now, I don't know that that's even possible. I'll be honest. I, I'm not certain that they can get that high. They will need Brooklyn to keep losing, and they're going to have to pass Miami. Not going to be easy. They're currently a game and a half behind the Heat. You know the Heat are going to start turning it up, obviously. Knicks have passed Brooklyn. They are in fifth on a collision course with the Cavs. But the key for the Hawks is if they can snag the six and face the Sixers, I think the Hawks have a shot in that series. And then you really start to panic if you're Maury. Doc Rivers surviving this? Harden probably going to Houston, and now Joel Embiid sitting there like the Fresh Prince meme where he's in the family room and there's no no furniture around, nobody, and he's like, what, what am I doing here? I, and and I'll, be, I'll be frank, the Miami Heat are going to be dangerous against the Sixers too. We've seen Harden melt down every postseason. Now, obviously, I can't say too many great things about my Knicks. Awesome win last night. Now 6-0 with the immortal Josh Hart since he joined the team via trade. This Knicks team is fun. It's feisty. You, Jalen Brunson continues to be a major problem for opponents. He did not have a great game, but he gets to the line. Four of 12, but plus 21. And when you could come off the bench with my guy, Josh Hart, Villanova legend, plus 15 in 27 minutes. The kid quickly can come off and get buckets. Quinton Grimes, you know, if him and RJ Barrett aren't hitting, as they weren't, but you can come off the bench with Hart and quickly? Folks, this, I'm telling you, this team has some dudes. Mitchell Robinson blocking Tatum at the rim? Guys, Knicks are legit. Evan Fournier, one of the highest paid players on the team. Maybe the highest. I don't even know. DNP, coach's decision. Like, at some point, they can unearth him in a series where where they uh, the opponent can't defend on, on the wing. And you know who can't defend on the wing is Cleveland. Cleveland has awesome interior defenders. I really like Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. Knicks-Cavs series, probably the best first-round series outside of Philly if they have to play the Hawks. Uh, in the East, obviously. Now in the West, it's just too much chaos to even envision who's going to be playing. But NBA's getting super spicy. But for now, the combine rolls on. Let's bring in our guest, Greg Gabriel, former Bears front office guy. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guest to preview NFL Combine Week. You know I love the Combine. Went to Indy a couple times when I was with the big lead. Wrote about the experience. We made a lot of good connections. And this guy spent plenty of time there as a scout for the Chicago Bears. Let's welcome in Greg Gabriel who writes for Windy City Gridiron. He's a big Bears guy, and uh, he hosts the Greg Gabriel Talks Football podcast on the Barroom Network. Greg, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. So did you go to uh, Elmo's when you were down I did, Indy? yes, yes. Did you yeah. have the shrimp cocktail? Because if you I, don't, then, you, then you're, not, like, you're, you're still a beginner. Oh, dang. Well, I guess I didn't go. I just went there to drink and be a, a fly on the wall and observe and meet people. It was, it was awesome, man. I, I really enjoyed it. A little cold. Uh, I don't like cold weather. Indy in what? Uh, late February, early March. Probably not that warm. You, but you never know what it's going to be like. Because th- there's sometimes when the weather's beautiful, and I guess this week it's supposed to be really good. But oh. there's there's uh, other times when you know we've had four or five inches of snow, 
Yeah. And but the good news is, if you do it right, you never have to walk outside. Everything is, you know, except to go to a restaurant or something. Yeah, great. That's I got to tell point. you a story about Elmo's though. So this was 2002 at the combine. Uh, Chris Ballard was a rookie scout finishing up his uh, first year as a scout for us. Before that, he was at the old Texas A&I. Now it's Texas A&M Kingsville. Uh, he was a defensive coordinator. We hired him in, in June of 01. But anyway, so he's at his first combine. So I said, come on, we're going to Elmo's. You've got to have the shrimp cocktail. <laughs> so, And the shrimp cocktail at Elmo's, number one, they give you a huge shrimp. But number two, it's the hottest cocktail sauce you'll ever have. Oh, nice. So Ballard and I are sitting at the bar. We order a couple shrimp cocktails. And I said, Chris, you got to really dip it in. Get that. <laughs> Get that sauce all over that first piece of shrimp. Well, he eats it, and his face turned all different colors, and it's like his hair blew off his head. I mean, he was like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" He said more. He said more than that, but you know, this is a public show. So. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Hey, hey, Chris Ballard, listen, he's going through it. I, I would not be shocked if the Colts tried to make a move here and move up uh, in the draft uh, to make a make a move on somebody. But let's start. Let's start with the Bears. Um, you know, you, listen, you're in Chicago. The Bears, I think they lost 10 straight at one point this year. Everybody likes uh, Justin Fields. I like him. I enjoyed him in my fantasy team, helped win me some money this year. Like, a lot to like about Fields. But, Greg, I go to a site like Pro Football Focus, and I look at some of the grades that they were handed out, and obviously Pro Football Focus is not the end-all, be-all, just one metric. And this team has, like, maybe one and a half good defensive players. The offensive skill position guys, underwhelming. Uh, they're... <laughs> I keep coming back to this, Greg. I think I would reboot and, and move on from fields and sell the number one pick. When you got this many holes, don't you? Isn't the move to slide down, acquire draft picks, and kind of start over? Buys the new GM some time? Uh, I, I can't agree with you on that one. At oh, all. It, it's it, number one is fields. Is, he's only going into his third year. He's, right. a, he's a growing quarterback. And when you look at it, from the facts, in the last three years, he's played in three offenses. Yeah. Ohio State, then Nagy's offense with the Bears as a rookie, and then Luke Getze's offense last year, which is San Francisco, L.A., and Green Bay's offense. So he's had something different three years in a row. That's not easy for any quarterback, let alone a young quarterback. Yeah. And on top of that, it's new to everybody else. You know, on, on the team, it's like it's not that they have played this before. They played an entirely different system. It was Andy Reid's system they had used uh, before that, that Matt Nagy was using. And so, you know, I think it, it took – if you look at the numbers, the second half of the season was a lot better than the first half of the season as far as offensive production. And, and during part of that time, Fields was hurt. He hurt his shoulder uh, on that one run. Uh, but the receivers were starting to get – on the same page with him. The passing numbers were, were a lot better. The running numbers were better. They had a very, very young offensive line, uh, a fifth-round rookie at left tackle, a first, really a first-year player because Tevin Jenkins missed a lot of his, yeah. his rookie year. At, at right guard, there was a free agent playing at, at center who wasn't even supposed to be playing, but the guy they had signed to play center got hurt, played one quarter of one game at center. Uh, in Lucas Patrick. And, and so 
it was totally in flux. So I, um, you know, I, I was at the East West game. I'm on the uh, board for the East West, and and I was talking to Ryan Poles, and he flat out told me he said if I had a chance to do that Claypool trade all over again, I'd do it in a heartbeat. He said, Ooh. you know, he said they. Because I looked at that um, free agency, and and free agency didn't excite him as far as the wide receiver position. And he said, Claypool's a talented guy. And in his opinion, he was more talented than the guys in in free agency. And he Claypool got dinged up a little bit when he came. They don't get him until midseason because of the trade deadline. And so the the offense is difficult. I have a good friend that – works for the Rams and he called me after that trade was made and he said, I hope you don't think that guy's going to put up a lot of big numbers just right away. He goes, this is a difficult offense. There's a lot of adjustments that the receiver has to make, you know, depending on the coverage, a lot of side mm-hmm. adjustments. And Ryan Poles told me the same thing. He goes, it'll be next year that these guys are fully on the same page because you know, he'll be healthy. Uh, fields will be healthy. And I, you know, some of this talk about trading fields, I think that was all media-driven. It never crossed the mind of the Bears. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So I guess the, the, the disagreement with that is, okay, great. So let's say Fields gets it and improves and they get to... I don't know. What do you think? Seven wins, eight wins. Wonderful. And now you're three years into fields and you've got almost a Daniel Jones type situation percolating, right? Where it's like, geez, what do we do? Can, can, can Daniel Jones be safe? Well, yeah, Brian Dable comes in and saves him. And I, I think you and I would, well, I don't know if you would, but I, I don't, I don't think Daniel Jones was particularly great. Um, And now he's asking for 35 to 45 million off one good year with Brian Dable. Well, and that's what that's it's what gonna the be a Well, it's gonna be impossible to build. Fine, even if it's not 45, 35, 40 mil. You can't build around a, a quarterback of that caliber making that much. So th- that the resetting of the quarterback clock in Chicago is interesting. But I, I do want to ask if you're keeping fields, what are you doing with the number one pick? Because you're, you're assuming fields down. ascends, you're not gonna be drafting this high again. Right. You're you well. There's a lot of variables. I, I, first of all, you got to look at the quarterback class and say, is, is any quarterback in this class better than Justin Fields? My personal opinion, no. And that's mm. been my personal opinion all along. I'm not saying that that uh, Young isn't going to be a good pro. I'm not saying that Stroud's not going to be a good pro or Will Levis isn't going to be a good pro. I hope they're great pros, but I don't think they're as talented as Justin Fields. Let's go back, you know, Two years ago, Fields plays in the college playoff game against the number one pick, totally outplays him, threw mm. for almost 400 yards in that game, and did it with a broken rib. Remember, he got whacked in the yeah. ribs early in the game? That's a talented guy. Oh, you yeah. know, get, get some people around. Bears got $100 million to spend in two weeks. Now, are they going to spend it all this year? Probably not. But they're going to do it between free agency and the, uh, and the draft. They'll probably trade that first pick move down a little and still keep themselves in an ideal world. They keep themselves in a position to still get one of the top defensive players, because that's what they got to build up first. Defensive line was horrendous. So you got to take care of the defensive line. You got to still chore up the offensive line and you got to get at least one more playmaker between free agency and the draft. Do you think uh, Greg, that polls might've miscalculated free agency for receivers considering that DeAndre Hopkins sounds like he's going to be cut and Mike Evans in Tampa will be another cap casualty. We saw a guy like Jalen Hurts, who I don't think it's crazy to think Justin Fields on the right team, I don't think it could happen in Chicago, could become a Jalen Hurts in two years where Hurts, he was, I mean, remember last year at this time, Greg, Jalen Hurts was coming off an awful playoff performance against Tampa where they could barely move the football. And then boom, they add A.J. Brown. And this offense makes the jump to light speed. And Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. And Jalen Hurts is unbelievable in the Super Bowl. Can Fields do that somewhere else in a year? I think maybe. But again, you know, is is everything else in place in Chicago? I just, can it be done in one off season? Well, I don't know if it could be totally done in one off season. A, a lot's going to depend on what happens in the course of the next two months. And, and part of that will be determined what happens in two weeks when free agency starts. Mm-hmm. Because what happens in the draft will be totally determined by what happened in free agency. Yeah. Who are they able to sign? Who they lose? They're going to you know, eyeball certain guys, and, and they've got more money. 
they got 45 million more than the next team, which is Atlanta, which has around 55 million available. And the Bears have just under 100 million. So, I mean, they got all the money in the world to go out and, and try to uh, fix the team. Now it's a matter of, of getting the right people, getting the right people in the locker room, uh, the right character people, and then building from there. Now you look at, at, at some numbers, that, and you can use Jalen Hurts, you can use Josh Allen. Both of those guys struggled their first two years in the league. Hurts hardly played. Okay, but both struggle. I, you know, I'm from Buffalo, so I'm a big Bills fan, and I, I watch every game. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen, his first two years, you know, there's people around the league that, well, oh, is he going to do it? And then his third year took a huge jump. He never completed 60% of his passes mm-hmm. the first two years in the league. Okay, his second year, he was around 59%. And the next year, he jumped to 69%. That's unheard of to jump 10 points in one year, and yet he did it. So and what did they do? They got him another receiver. That helped, but the team was starting to mature. And, and the same thing happened can happen with, with Chicago. I'm not going to sit here and say it can. I'm not going to sit here and say it can because the moves still have to be determined. So it's going to be and, – and I don't care what the media says about the moves either. It's what the – the people, the decision makers feel about those players. That they get the guys they're they're looking at. There's going to be players that media or fans will say, "Well, they should have signed this guy," but the guy isn't a scheme fit for the team. So mm-hmm. that's important too. <laughs> it's interesting. I was just looking at the Josh Allen. That's a great call, and it happened in his. Thir- it was his third, third year. They added third year. Right. So Took third the year they add Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Hertz yeah. gets AJ Brown. Who are you getting uh, for Fields? And also, also by the way, Josh Allen adapt Brian Dable, who is a pretty damn good play caller um, in Buffalo. We saw Allen maybe regress a little bit. I don't know if it was the elbow or Dorsey, not uh, on the level of Dable, but I don't know. Luke Getze, I, I don't know enough about him to know if he has that Dable in him. I mean, Shane Steichen did pretty damn good things with uh, Justin Herbert for a minute, and then Hurts, obviously. I, I just... I have some reservations that you can go out and add a Diggs or an A.J. Brown caliber receiver. Now, if you get Mike Evans, that's good, but he's he's not at the level of those two guys, would you say? Well, I, well I'm gonna, I'll say this, and I'm throwing a dart at the wall. I've, I've got some information, but for the most part, you know, I, I'm, I look at it, you know, I spend enough time in the league to know how people think. <clears throat> and Ryan Poles was brought up by a lot of people that I know very well. So I know what their philosophy was. So I'm going to assume that his philosophy is going to be similar. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go out and spend a lot of money on a 30-year-old player. That's not going to make any sense to him because it's it's when the team is getting ready to get over the hump, those guys are going to be 33 or whatever. And so why spend, you know, you could do it for one player, but – you're not going to do it for more than that. You know, you're going to try to get the guys who are 25, 26, 27 that are going to grow with the team. Interesting. Now, if, let me jump in here. So Poles looks like he was in Casey for a long time. A lot of it with Andy Reid. Um, yes. Casey's the only mem- place he worked. If memory serves, Greg, when the when Patrick Mahomes was young, they got him. They did spend on a receiver named Sammy Watkins. 
Um, I didn't think he was particularly amazing, but it still falls under the umbrella of, hey, quarterback on the rookie deal, go get a wide receiver to stretch the field. And they developed Tyreek Hill. They, they well, drafted that was, Tyreek. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was the other falling into some luck there uh, as he fell in the draft due to some character concerns. Um, and so, so you're of the belief the Bears should stick with fields, and then what do you have them doing at one? Are they trading to the highest bidder? Or do you oh, have yeah, to give- I think yeah, I think there's a chance they could just trade down one spot too. But that depends. Here's what's gotta happen. And it's not gonna happen this week at the combine. We're still a month away. And you know, you go back two years ago when Fields was drafted, there was the obvious number one quarterback in Lawrence. Okay, this year you don't have that. So you could poll all all the thirty-two teams. Mm-hmm. And you might get a third say it's Stroud, a third say it's Young, and another third say it's Will Lovis from Kentucky. So what will happen over the period of, say, the next six weeks, five, six weeks, is you're going to have the combine. Uh, Young's not going to throw at the combine, but throwing at the combine means nothing. The interviews will mean something. But if I was an agent, I wouldn't even want my guy to throw at the combine because I just think it, it's totally meaningless the oh. way it's set up. Yeah, Young's the only one not throwing there, right? Right. The other okay. guys are. But then they're going to have the pro days, and the pro days aren't going to matter that much either because pro days are scripted. Yeah. And 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 the NFL coaches really have nothing to say with what goes on that day. And the guy's practiced it for a couple weeks ahead of time. He knows what throw he's going to make at what time, et cetera. What makes a difference is going in and having a private workout. And we're not talking just a one-hour workout on the field. You're talking classroom interviews, something that's taking anywhere from five to six hours of time over in length, starting the morning, ending in the middle of the afternoon. And they come away from that with a good feeling. Okay, this is the guy I want. This is the guy I don't want for whatever reason. But you got to develop a love affair has got to happen. The Colts got to fall in love with somebody. Houston's got to fall in love with somebody. Carolina's got to fall in love with somebody. And Hopefully they fall in love with the same guy and that'll drive the market up. But if that doesn't happen, you still like the Colts and and Houston are in the same division and one's at four and the other's at two. Well, you know, the Colts, you got to be thinking the Colts are saying, I want to jump in front of Houston because I want to get my first shot at the quarterback. Especially their last five years, they've had a different quarterback in week one. You know, they're, they're desperate. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, I think it falls into what the Bears are going to want to do. And then if, if they don't go below four and two quarterbacks go, they're going to get one of the top defensive players. Who it's mm. going to be, who knows? But, yeah, it's know. interesting. I was trying to look at your time in Chicago in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, 2000s. I, didn't, I came in 2001. Okay, so uh, so in 2002, you guys grabbed Rex Grossman at 22 overall. I'm curious, can you talk us through what that was like when you guys brought him into the facility? I'm assuming you had one of those six-hour workouts. No, we we didn't. First of all, we, we went down, worked him out, but we ah. didn't bring it. We didn't bring him into the facility because we had made up our mind that he was going to be the guy we liked. Unfortunately, oh. he got hurt about five years into his career. You know, I mean, he didn't break his ankle in one spot. He broke it in like 10. Oh, and and so his ankle, in fact, remember the the, the uh, racehorse uh, Barbaro? 
Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, he fractured his, his ankle on the back stretch in, in one race, and they then they showed pictures of the x-rays. That's what Rex Grossman's ankle looked like after oh. he tore it up. It was, I mean, what it took away from him was all lateral movement that he had. And he mm. wasn't a big guy to begin with, so that killed his game. But regardless, that year, Carson Palmer was the number one pick. Obvious number one. Okay, four quarterbacks went. Byron Leftwich went at around seven. Byron Leftwich seven, yes, correct. Yeah, okay, but, then yep. Bowler went at eighteen or nineteen. What a bust! Baltimore, that, that was, that was well, a there's a story behind that. Bowler, Baltimore traded up in front of us because Ooh. we made it sound like we brought Bowler in and put him out in front of the media. That was our guy. So that was the orchestrated move. That was the orchestrated move. Well, we were never going to take it. And that goes back really to the combine interview, the combine interview when he was just talking about his time at Cal. And, you know, before he had the coach that that he finished up with, you know, his career was not that good. He was like a 52, 53% passer. uh, And they got a new coach his last year. His numbers jumped up. Everybody was, uh, enthralled with that giant arm remember it was yeah the big arm but that was it yeah well so we asked him you know what was it like when you were losing and he goes well i walked around campus with a hoodie on and i always had the hood up so nobody would know who i am i was wow right then and there we made a decision we don't want him that's not our guy holy cow because you, know, like you, want, you want your quarterback to be a cocky guy and, and a confident guy and he was telling us right there with that answer that he wasn't confident. But at the same time, we wanted to make it look like that was going to be our guy. Mm. And and so Baltimore jumped in front of us together. It's interesting because that wasn't a great draft, <coughs> excuse me, for quarterbacks. Dave Ragone, third round, Chris Sims in the third round. Um, was Seneca the Wallace. Third? I, I was thinking Chris was in the second. Chris put in the third. Uh, yeah, end of the third round, last pick of the third round at Tampa. Okay. Um, Brian St. Pierre. Yeah, not a great quarterback draft. So no. you guys, you did pretty. I would say you did well. Uh, really, Rex there's Grossman. only two quarterbacks in that in that class played well. Leftwich had Leftwich had some moments. Some moments, and and but he was hurt by injuries. Also true. Yeah. Um, which you know, there's nothing you could do about that now. Um, I'm looking to see, uh, you guys got Kyle Orton in 2005, but you were still in Chicago for that one. Yep. Talk me yeah, through how was, you guys we settled got him on in Orton. The, we, well, that was, in the, you got him in the fourth round. Fourth round. Yeah. Okay. And at that time draft was Saturday and Sunday, I believe. And so he had the first three rounds on Saturday, started with the fourth round. And, you know, when you're reshuffling everything Saturday after the draft and Sunday morning before they start, you know, his, his car jumped out with the grade on it, mm. you know, that was better than any, everybody else. And, and our area scout really liked him. Our area scout actually was from West Lafayette, lived oh. there. So he, he uh, knew the players from, uh, from Purdue very, very well. And so in the fourth round, I mean, why not? And, and really, when you look at the career he had for a fourth round quarterback, he had a hell of a career. Yeah, I would say that was an outstanding call. I am curious, though, you know, 
there were there, again. Aaron Rodgers was a guy on there. Do you recall how high you guys had him on your board? He went, or obviously first round. We had, yeah, he went. Everybody thought, that, you know, that's another interesting story because a lot of people thought he was going like first or second. Yeah, and Smith goes number one to San Francisco. They make uh, the determination to go number one, and then including us, the running backs go, which will never happen again. But three running backs went in the top five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, and, and now you, you can say that, but at that time, running yeah. backs were a value position. <clears throat> this was 2005, and it was more That's of right. a value position. Cedric Benson, and yeah. Cedric Benson, there was, and the Cadillac Williams, and, and um, uh, Ronnie Brown. Brown. Ronnie Brown. Oh, from, my gosh. Two Auburn guys. Okay, they went two, four, and five. That's insane. In the draft. And then all of a sudden, this Aaron Rodgers guy is there. And he keeps falling, and and nobody could really come up with an answer. And we, the more we thought about it after, was that everybody thought he was going one or two, and weren't prepared for him. Mm. And you know, as you're leading up to the draft, you make your decisions going into the draft, not on draft day. And so it, it was more like, what's happening here? We must have missed something. Mm. They all know something that we don't know. And then all of a sudden, you know, Green Bay gets them at around 20 or something, you know, which was crazy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. 
Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Greg, is there a metric that mattered to you more internally in Chicago that you cared more about than we see out here now? Everybody's like, oh, 40 times at bench press. Like, we know that stuff doesn't really matter a whole hell of a lot. But is there a metric you guys leaned on more or was it more of an interview process than than, than strictly numbers? Because it sounds like football is getting a little more numbers based they're behind obviously in baseball and basketball but it sounds like football kind of is on the come up and and the analytics is starting to get huge even when it comes to the draft well when i was working in chicago i guess we used some analytics but nobody called them analytics yet it wasn't made up yet (laughs) so at least in the football world uh but we like when we did when we drafted rex and we did a, a profile of all the quarterbacks. We were looking what they did on first and ten, what they did on second and long, third and long, how they do against top ten teams, what they do on the road, what they do at home. You know, so we broke down their career that way. Uh, per, percentage of completions at home versus percentage of completions on the road. You know, so you want to call that analytics? That was analytics, uh, but. A lot of it had to do, we put a lot of onus on our scouts to know the player and and get the correct background information and make sure sure their football character was good. You know, you can you can get a guy with shaky personal character and he could turn into a great per, uh, great football player because football is important to him and he's going to toe the line. Mm. Okay, but if you get a guy that has poor football character and poor personal character, oh, yeah. he's no, no. he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. And and the reason for bus, and you go go back and look at a lot of the bus and why and why did it happen, you're gonna find out a lot of them weren't in love with football. Yeah, let's quickly go go through a couple of prospects here, Greg. Number one, Bryce Young measured today as we record this on Monday at five ten and a half. That would Obviously, be by a long where, shot. The sh- yeah, where now? Where did he quote measure at? at uh, he- according to, I believe it is Todd McShay of ESPN said that. Uh, I guess it's Indy. He was measured at five ten. No, I don't think start. anything starts at Indy until tomorrow. So that's I, it, why I, I question that. Only, nah, I mean, you know, I can't the, imagine the McShay's all, yeah. floating stuff that that's no, not I, accurate. I, I understand that. I'm not trying to argue, but I I, I don't think anything starts at the combine until tomorrow with, with weighing and measuring everything else, unless they're, they're getting, I know they don't do it on the open stage anymore. Right. They do it in private. Um, so let's say it's accurate. Five, 10 and a half. Um, I know five, Bill ten and a half is, is going to hurt, is going to hurt. Him. But, but how though? Like, obviously he's not in play for Chicago at one. I, I think that would be insane with the weather in Chicago, his small size. I, I just, it doesn't make sense, but you get a dome team. Like well, the they're Indianapolis gonna have Colts? a dome here, but I'm gonna be dead by the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you look at the Indianapolis Colts trading up. I, I, listen, I don't think you, I wouldn't have Young as number one on my board, but again, I haven't met him, I haven't interviewed him, I don't know what he's like at a whiteboard, all that fun stuff. You, I, he was just in such a loaded program in Alabama. What's well, he gonna look that, like? That's true. With the Houston I, Texans, come on. I I like the player. Okay, I'm not gonna say I yeah, don't like the player. I like him. He, he's a winner. W- when you're looking at a short 
player, one of the things you look for is his release point, and does he get a lot of balls knocked down at the line of scrimmage? Does he make throws over the middle? Uh, uh, or does he have a hard time seeing and he has to throw everything outside? He passes the test on all that stuff. He doesn't get passes knocked down. He makes completions in the middle of the field. Uh, and he can extend plays with his feet. He's got a strong arm. Uh, I think I don't think his arm's as strong as Lovis, and I think it's stronger than uh, Strong's. So, you know, it's it's going to be each team. But some teams are going to be taken back by if that five ten and a half is accurate. They're going to be taken back by the five ten and a half, and yeah. and they're going to say that's too small. Um, you know, we're not going to know the answer to that for another six weeks. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, though, um, if Indy does trade up, if you look at Ballard, as you, uh, you know, you had a good Chris Ballard story earlier. Ballard's history of quarterbacks suggests large strapping quarterbacks in the Carson Wentz, who they cut, um, Matt Ryan, um, F- Rivers, Luck. Like, you look at the history, ain't no small quarterbacks in there. Now, maybe well, they he go also, off script. He, had a, he actually... Had Jacoby a little bit Brissett? to say. No, he had he had to say in Mahomes at Kansas City. He was the player personnel director, vice president of player personnel or something at Kansas City that fall, and he went to see Mahomes play three times. Okay, so then in January he gets the Colts job, but all the information that he had written on Mahomes was in the right. you know, was but in the book. Mahomes, according according to a bio here, six two two twenty five. You know, he's kind of. I'm not saying he's strapping in the Peyton Manning mold, but you know, that's a big quarterback. He's right, probably got right, Bryce Young right, by right, 20 pounds. Yeah. So uh, does, does this, is this kind of a tell that maybe Will Levis is going to be the guy that Ballard wants to move up and get? You know, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I no, know no, I'm who just, he liked. Based off I know, I know, I, yeah. I know who he liked in the fall, um, but who he likes and who their new head coach is going to like, and who their whole personnel department like. You never have one guy. It's never one guy's opinion. It's a it's a yeah. composite of, of several opinions. And in Indy, Greg, it feels like the owner, unfortunately, has, has a large say. He's already hyping up Bryce Young uh, in a press conference recently. Like I don't. I, I, w- I would bet my bottom dollar that was planned. But <laughs> you know uh-huh. how certain things. You know, but, get out for a reason. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm. Okay, and then um. I guess finally, if you're Houston, and this is this is going to be going against everything in your football DNA, if you're Houston with the number two pick, do you say, we don't want a quarterback, we're just going to stink again, we're going to load up in every other position, and then next year, I don't care if we win three games, thank you, we will take the kid from USC, we will take the kid from uh, UNC, one of those two will be ours, and we will have the... Um, the, the kind of the gra- the foundation with maybe we get Jalen Carter, the big kid out of uh, Georgia, uh, Will Anderson, the edge rusher. We're gonna we're gonna load up everywhere, but quarterback. We're gonna take our lumps for a year, and then we're coming back next year with a star quarterback. Okay, could they do that? Yes. Well, anybody could. Are they gonna fight? Yeah. Are, are they gonna fire a head coach for the third year in a row? No. <laughs> okay. No so, way. I mean, right. I, I mean, didn't, didn't, think, I didn't, think, deal, I didn't I think. think they were gonna. I didn't think that they were gonna fire Lovey. I mean, Lovey didn't create that roster. That was given to him. Yeah, Lovey had no chance. Yeah, yeah, so I I don't know. I I, I think that you got to do something. You're positioned to get a quarterback this year. They have two ones. 
Not like they got, you know, they got the they got the second pick and they got the twelfth pick, yeah. and they got picks all the way down. They can trade picks to get to number one, and they still got a boatload of picks. Huh? Interesting. They got more picks than I think they got like. 13, 14 picks or something. Right. Like so that. why not grab as many players as you can? And then, you know, you're not going to be, listen, CJ Stroud ain't going to get you to eight wins next year, right? That's not happening. It doesn't have to happen in one year. Right. So, but you got to, you got to build the foundation. I mean, right, I can't, so, I can't speak, I can't speak for Nick Casario. Right. You know, I know Nick, but I don't know him very well. But if you, you're, let's say you're on Nick Staff, right? And yeah. Nick says, you know, I got this guy pitching me this crazy idea, Greg, that we don't take a quarterback in the first three rounds. We load up on positions, and we're going to stink next year. And that's fine because we're going to be in the mix for the number one pick the following year. And maybe, maybe the best quarterback to come along since Trevor Lawrence is ours. Like, if he told you that and you're face-to-face with him, what do you say? Now, you got to obviously have job security to be able to pull this off and sell it to the owner, but is that something you can imagine anybody in an NFL front office saying? Yeah, I, I I think in a in a real world you could say that. What I think somebody would do it when they've got the the wherewithal to improve this year. They've lost badly the last two years yeah. to do it again. What what are you telling your fan base? You know, it's a, it's really kind of a a tough thing to answer. Fans want you to win. They're impatient, you know, and they got an opportunity to do it. And not have to give up a lot, you know, for them to move from two to one. No way. It's to get the quarterback they want. No, no, you've got to love a guy. Yeah, yeah, but you know what it's going to cost them? A second round pick. Their second round pick. Pick up the top. Well, wait a minute. We don't know who they're bidding against. What if the Colts want to move up? Well, yeah, but you look. Use the chart as a as the basis, not the be all end all, but the basis. It's a four hundred. It's a four hundred point move from to go from two to one. Their second round picks worth five hundred and eighty points, so they're already paying a premium of one hundred and eighty points to go from two to one. Okay, and the Bears. Why would they say no to that? Because they're still getting the best defensive player on their board, who they regard as the best defensive player, and on top of that, they got a high second round pick. They got like yeah. the second pick in the second round. So how do you say no to that? We're getting the guy we would have taken and wanted to get an extra two. Yeah, I, I, that that feels like a really dumb move for Houston because I don't care who the quarterback is that you take. I mean, Greg, are we in a, a lockstep that none of these guys, and if you even want to talk to Anthony Richardson in there, you can, but there none of these guys. like him. I, you know, yeah. I, there are people that say. I like a Josh lot about Allen. him, except yeah. the stuff I've heard. <laughs> um, but like. I, great. It's just tough for me to say, hey, let's get Stroud or let's get young. We're going to go from, I don't know, what are they with three games? We're going to go from three to six. And we're going to be picking six next year. And you know what? We're not going to be able to get the best quarterback in the draft. Okay. I, I, I can answer it this way. Go back and Herbert got drafted, what, fifth or sixth overall? Fair. If, if you had to do it over, where would he go? But you don't get do-overs. And and some of these guys and, and what the perception is now, what the perception is a year from now or two years from now, that's an entirely different thing. Yeah. What matters, what matters is you're gonna have an offensive coordinator that they hired Slowick from from San Francisco. He's gonna play into because he's gonna be take care of these quarterbacks. 
He's going to play into the equation as far as his feeling. What's Casario's feeling? What's the personnel uh, department yep. as a whole feeling? And, and D'Amico Ryans, he's a defensive coach. He's going to go with his offensive coordinator on that call. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he could say, no, I want, I want Jalen Carter or I want Will Anderson. You know, he could be lobbying for that. So, yeah, it's so, going to be yeah. a really interesting dynamic. Uh, and we can throw a lot of darts at the wall over the period of the next two months. And who knows who's going to be right. Yeah, no, it's funny, Greg, since you mentioned that I went to look at 2024 draft eligible quarterbacks after Caleb Williams and Drake May, the best two guys. Quinn Ewers from Texas, who was a high school legend, went to Ohio State then transferred back the NIL money. Um, he'll be eligible. I don't I don't know how uh, you know, we don't know how good he is. Uh, the kid Jordan Travis at Florida State's kind of opening eyes. So you're right. Maybe one of those guys it becomes like a Justin Herbert, number five or six overall. I just. And then if, but if you're doing that, you're essentially having wasted your number one pick on, on a quarterback who is going to be done after one year. I, I don't Team building is so fascinating, but we've kept you long enough, Greg. Thank you so much uh, for the time. You know, keep up the good work on the podcast and the writing. And uh, thanks for the insight. Oh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 